Okay, good morning, guys. It's so good to see you here again that you tuned in for our Sunday morning stream. I cannot believe it's April already. And I'm sure you, just like me, we did not expect 2020 to be like this. But here we are. We have to make the best out of it. So just hang in there. Believe God can do something good out of the entire situation because he is still in control. Come on, you have to believe that he still is in control. No matter what is going on right now, we know that he still sits on the throne. Amen. Okay, this morning will be a bit different. I'm here at home in my study, sitting in front of you, wearing my boxers. No, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Or am I? <laughs> I? No, no, I leave it up to your imagination. But this morning, we're going to go into the Word because I know God really wants to speak to us. No matter where you are right now, in your living room, on your phone, on your tablets, on your laptop, on the TV, God wants to speak to us in a very clear way. Today, I'm going to talk about the power of prayer. And we have been in the series Behind Closed Doors, and it is so, so on time. Because we are in a lockdown. We are behind closed doors as we're supposed to. And now we are talking about the power of prayer. Because prayer can really change situations. I believe God has called us to a time and a season of prayer right now. And if you don't know and you think like, Pastor, are you sure? Well, think about that. Now we are at home, locked away, not supposed to go out. No distractions of going to work. We have more time than ever on our hands. No distraction of going out jogging. No distraction of going shopping. No distraction of doing anything because we are at home. So I believe this is the best time to come together as a church here online through our social media and all these uh, mediums that we have to really set some time aside to have a time of prayer, because that can make all the difference. Friends, today we're going to talk about a scripture in Bible, where again the disciples went through a time of uncertainties, and they have found prayer to be the solution to the problem. And that is exactly what we're talking about today in our time here in Malaysia, under the lockdown. Prayer is the solution to what we are facing. Are you really believe that? Do you really believe that? Because I know prayer is powerful. I have seen it in my own life. When I went to Africa, I'm sure you heard the story before, but I experienced the power of prayer because I got sick with malaria. So I went to the hospital, I went to see the doctors, I got medication, but nothing seemed to work. So the doctors said, you know what? There's nothing more they can do. They just sent me home. The very next day, the pastors with the churches that I was working with came over, laid hand on me and prayed for me. And the very next day, I kid you not, the very next day they came back to check on me again. And I was out and about. I was walking around, still a bit sick, but so much better. See what the medicine could not do, prayer could. And that is what it's all about. When you pray and you see things happening. So today we're going to talk about a scripture in Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 7. 
Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 7. And there it says, It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. When he saw that this met the approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. See, this is the key scripture for us today. Verse 5. Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleep uh, sleeping. That cannot be right. I mean, does it, does it really say sleeping? No, it should be worrying, right? It should be in fear. It should be uh, anxious. But here it says, the night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrist. And the chains fell off. May God add the blessing to the reading of his word. See, now here we are in a time, again, for the disciples, of great uncertainties. They didn't know what happened. I mean, Jesus was already out of the picture, right? Now James was out of the picture. And Peter, one of the main guys, was arrested, standing trial the very next day. See, the religious leaders and even King Herod were after the Christians. There was a great persecution at that time. And they had all the right to be scared and frightened because they were after them there was persecution happening james just died peter now in prison what does the church do they came together to pray amen they came together to pray because they believed and they knew that prayer can make all the difference so i am here to tell you this morning that prayer can make all the difference even in your life even in the situation that we're in right now, we know that God can produce a change because He still is in control. He still sits on the throne. And by our prayers, that is exactly what God wants to become active in our life and bring a change in the situation. There were times of uncertainties just as we are. But you know what? That is exactly the time where God could really show up and show how powerful he really was. And I believe that we are at the verge here in Malaysia of experiencing something great, something so powerful that we have not seen in our church. A move of God that is about to break through in this time. But we as a church, we have to take our place in uncertain times as these and be the light of the world. Know who God is. Know that he is still in control and know how we get to his throne. And that is through prayer. Because I believe and you also believe, I believe that you believe it in your heart that prayer is the answer. That the prayer is really the answer. Amen. So they were living in uncertain times. But you know what? 
God really showed his greatness. You know what? It reminds me of a story that I read, a little joke on the internet, where it says that there was a couple who wanted to go on a vacation. So they packed their stuff, they went to the airport, got into the plane, all nicely, about halfway through the, to the destination, the speakers came on and it says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. I am sad and very worried to tell you that one of our engine has just gone out. But don't worry, we have three more because it's a four engine plane and we will reach our destination without any problems. The only thing is, it will take us one hour longer. So people then look around, it's like, okay, now man, okay. About half an hour later, the captain comes on again. He says, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. I am sad to tell you that our second engine just died. But don't worry, we have two more. We will reach our destination just fine. But there will be another one hour delay to our journey. People start to get a little bit worried, but they're still okay because the, the, the pilot is still confident. The, the stewardesses and stewards are all still fine. So everything is okay. Half an hour later, the pilot comes on again. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. I am a little bit worried to tell you that our third engine just gave out. But don't worry, we can still reach our destination with just one engine. Now people still really started to get worried a little bit. And then one of the passengers shouted out, If this is going to happen again, we're going to be up here forever. <laughs> well, if only, if only. There was times where we are in uncertain situations, where we don't really know what's going to happen. Thankfully, we know that God is still in control. Thankfully, we know that He still sits on the throne and that He wants to be our peace. Come on, remember what I preached about last week? That Jesus is peace. And that He wants to be our peace in this time of turmoil. That he really wants to show up in a powerful way and really demonstrate himself to be the peace. And that peace can lead to joy in our life. So we can become carriers of joy. And by that, we can be different than anybody around us. That is what we are called to do. But now we have a key. A key to access the power of God. And that is prayer. Prayer is the key that unlocks the power of God here on earth. That is what I really believe. It unlocks the great power, the authority that he has, and he manifests it in our life. And we can do that by prayer. So I want to encourage you, each and every one, to really take a time to really pray and even fast. Come on, it's been a while, isn't it? <laughs> in Malaysia, it's a difficult thing to fast. But I have been fasting for almost two weeks now. And I believe that in fasting and in prayer, that is where the difference lies. That is where our power is hidden. And that is where we can find a gateway to heaven and bring that power down to be manifested right here on earth. So have a time of prayer each and every day. And hopefully... Please join in and fast for our nation, for the entire situation, what is going on, because I believe that will make all the difference. So the first thing is they were living in very uncertain times. Herod Agrippa was after them and wanted to eradicate them. But here's what they did. They came together and prayed. 
Come on, verse 5. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The church came together and earnestly prayed. Now, of course, like we said last Sunday as well, we cannot come together in church. So it, it's easy to say, oh, we cannot come together and pray, but we can still pray together. We can unite together and pray in spirit. And in that unity, in that prayer, God can really show up in a way that we cannot even imagine right now. But we have to come together and pray. We have to do it. We have to become active. It is far too long that we have sat sit by, the, by the sidelines. Just observing the situation. Okay, what is going on? What is the latest update with the COVID victims? What is now all going on? Long enough have we been sitting on the sidelines. Now it's the time for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up in prayer and take authority. Because that is where our power lies. So they came together and prayed. Now when we are talking about prayer, see, I went into the Greek original. And the word earnestly, they prayed earnestly. The word earnestly is the Greek word ektonos. Ektonos. And it means to be fully stretched. The picture is, take a rubber band. Imagine a rubber band. And you take that rubber band and you start to stretch it. And the more you stretch it, the more there is resistance, right? But you stretch it all the way until the end, until you know if you stretch it a little bit more, it will burst. That is ectonos. The church came together and stretched themselves to the point where there is about to break. They stretched themselves. Now we are talking about prayer that is not convenient. We are talking about prayer that takes energy. Prayer that takes effort. Prayer that doesn't just take no for an answer. Prayer that brings us to our knees. That is the kind of prayer that we are talking about here. Not just a little prayer before we eat our food. Not just a little prayer that we pray before we go to sleep. Just to make sure that if we don't wake up in the morning, we will wake up in heaven. No, we are talking about a prayer that takes something. It takes our effort. It takes something out of us. It is stretching us. But that is where the power lies. Because we know the very next point is that Jesus came through and they received a miracle. Because they prayed earnestly. And that is the kind of prayer that we as a church will have to establish. Not just a little prayer here and there. We really have to wake up. Come on. We have to wake up, we have to pray, and we have to earnestly pray. We have to stretch ourselves. Not just a convenient prayer here and there. We have to really stretch ourselves in praying and fasting, believing that that is exactly what will bring the difference in our lives and in this nation. It is earnest prayer before God. And I want you to know that your prayer is powerful. Come on, do you believe that? Your prayer is powerful. Come on, turn to the person next to you and tell them, you are powerful. Why? Tell them, because of your prayer. You are powerful because of your prayer. And the good thing is that God wants to answer our prayer. He wants to show up. He is just waiting for someone to step and be in the gap to intercede for this nation, for the, world, the nations around the world. God wants to do something powerful, but He's looking for people who rise up 
and take that burden of prayer. And I pray and I hope that you will be one of those this morning to wake up and say, God, I want to stand in the gap and I want to pray. Come on, church. Let's pray earnestly and believe God for a change in this situation. Earnest prayer. Earnest prayer. We can come together and really pray. The next point that we can really learn from this story is, is that their prayer produced peace. Their prayer produced peace. Here, verse 6. The night before Herod was uh, to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains and sentries to guard the entrance. See, Peter was sleeping. Peter was sleeping. I believe he was able to sleep because the church was praying for him. Because the church prayed for him. He had a, such a peace in his heart that he could sleep the night before his trial. The night before he would go to trial and most likely be put to death. But in that time he found such a peace that he could sleep. And I believe that was the produce, that was the result of the prayer that the church prayed for him on his behalf. Amen. See, the thing is, I'm not sure if they knew what was going on. They didn't know exactly what was happening with Peter. Peter didn't really know exactly what happened with the early church, with the other disciples. But their prayer produced such a peace in his heart that he could sleep. That is how powerful your prayer is also. Your prayer can produce powerful, powerful things. And we just have to take the burden and really stretch it out before God. Because that is how miracles can really happen. See, the disciples, when they were came together and prayed earnestly, it says. But I don't really know how much they really believed for a miracle. How much faith they really had. Because if you read the scripture, it says later on, when he walked out of the prison and he came to the door, knocking on the door, that the little girl was so excited, Rhoda, she went back in telling the disciples, oh, Jesus outside, they did not even believe that little girl. They called her crazy. So I don't think that they really had the faith to see a miracle, but yet their prayer produced so much. So that is good news for us, because that means even if we don't know what our prayers can do, God can use those prayers to accomplish great things. Maybe even things that we don't really have faith for. Because God is that good. So don't disqualify yourself and say, Oh, pastor, but you don't know. I don't really have faith to really believe for so much. That's why I don't pray. No. No more excuses. Don't disqualify yourself because your prayer is powerful. Your prayer can accomplish great things. So just take that time and really pray because that will make a difference in this church, in this nation, and even around the world. That is how powerful your prayer really is. And it produces a peace. You know, a peace that we are after, a peace that we so long for in our hearts. You know what, when I was in Bible school in the U.S., I was praying about Joanna, if she might be my future wife. So every night I would go for a prayer walk. Seven o'clock, rain or shine, I would go outside for a prayer walk and really pray before God. Because I had questions like, okay, even if 
I get the approval from the, the, the leadership of the Bible school. Even if Joanna would turn out to like me as well, what about our different cultures? She is from Malaysia, I'm from Germany. The cultures couldn't be more different. How is that going to turn out? Where are we going to live? Are we going to live in Malaysia? Are we going to live in Germany? What about our language barrier? Because my first language definitely was not English. I learned most of it when I went to the States. So I was still learning the language. And all these questions was just in my heart. But you know what? When I started to pray every time, I just had such a great sense of his peace in my heart. A peace that surpasses all understanding. I know it sounds a little bit spiritual, but that is exactly what happened. Because my situation didn't change. The questions that I had also didn't change. But what changed was how I felt inside. Because God gave me such a peace that I knew this is the right thing. The peace of God came when I prayed. Even though the circumstances, the situation, the questions did not change. But how I perceived everything else completely changed. And that is the power of prayer. That when we bring uh, Malaysia, our family, our situation before God, even though we might feel turmoil inside, that is the time where God can really come inside and give us a peace that surpasses all our understanding. And like we talked about last week, that peace can produce a joy in our hearts more than ever before. And that is what we are after, isn't it? A feeling of peace, of calmness, of assurance in our heart that will produce a joy in us even though our circumstances didn't change. And that is exactly what we can find in prayer. And the very last thing, very quickly, what we can learn from this is, is that their prayer was powerful. Their prayer was powerful. I mean, we, re we read it earlier, verse 7. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrists. See, their prayer, even though I'm not sure if they really believed that the miracle could happen, produced that very miracle that they asked for in Peter's life. Because God became active. He sent an angel to bring Peter out of prison. But you see, the church had to come together in prayer and earnestly seek God's face. And their prayer, even though maybe not faith-filled prayers, produced a great miracle. And I believe we have that power in us today, wherever we are, that we can come together and really produce something that is so powerful because we are praying in the name of Jesus Christ. See, it doesn't depend on us. It doesn't depend on how ready we feel. It doesn't depend on how much faith we actually have. We can proclaim it and believe it because we know God is in control and He will take it the rest of the way. So take your time and pray because that is what God is looking for. People who are willing to pray. And that pray, that prayer can really produce results. And isn't that what we are after? Isn't that what we are looking for? Powerful, powerful prayer. You know what? I had this uh, uh, thing in my, in my mind. And I talked about it in one of the other sermons. I'm not sure which one it was anymore. About the black powder. 
But imagine the black powder on the tray. And the black powder is the power of God. See, the power of God is there. All the potential is right there. But because there is no source of ignition, it cannot uh, show the power and the potential that is in that powder. It needs a source of ignition that will bring the power and the potential that is in there to the surface. So it can come out. It can be demonstrated. It can be manifested. And I believe that besides faith and obedience, prayer is that source of ignition in our life. That takes the power of God that is there. The power, the authority of God that is there. The potential is there, but it's dormant. But once we bring our faith to it and obedience and we bring our prayer to it, that is the source of ignition that can produce and show the power of God being manifested right here on earth. So it is up to you and me to really bring the power of God into this world by our prayer, by our faith, by our obedience to the word of God. So the ball is now in our court. We have to take it and we have to come to God in prayer and really produce something powerful through our prayer. So I'm here this morning to really tell you, you know what? Your prayer is powerful. But will we really pray? Will we do it? Because hearing that and believing in it is one thing. But to actually put it to practice is a totally different story. So we have to come to a point and say, God, regardless of my mistakes, regardless of the, the things that are not so right in my life, I believe that you can still use my prayers in a powerful, powerful way. So I will make this commitment this morning and I will come to God. I will set time aside to really pray so that I can produce a change in this nation, a change in my family, and really see the power of God manifested right here in our place. Amen? Amen? I really believe that we have to respond to God this morning. Really make a new commitment to say, God, I will take my responsibility seriously and I will pray more than ever before. I will set time aside and pray because I know you are looking for those who stand in the gap, looking for intercessors that he can use to really change something in this world. So let's just rise to our feet. Come on, rise to your feet. You've been too comfortable in your chair, on your couch. Rise to our feet and let's just respond to God in prayer. Father, I thank you that you are so powerful, that you are so good and that you are still in control. I ask that you, this morning, that each and every one of us will come to a place where we say, God, regardless of my mistakes, I want to be used as an intercessor for my family, for my nation, and even the nations around the world. So Lord, just wake me up in the night. Let me wake up knowing that it is time for prayer. Let me put some time aside during the week just to, to, to really make sure that I come before God, before you, knowing that you listen to me and that you want to produce great results because of my prayer. I want to take the responsibility this morning and stretch myself, stretch myself and earnestly pray just like the early church did. 
and I want to see the results that will bring and will be produced because of my prayers. So this morning in faith, I believe that each and every one of us will receive a new burden in our hearts, a new passion and desire to really be there, to rise up, to take our place and pray for our family, for our nations, and even the nations around the world. So God, use us. Use the prayers that will go up to your throne, mix it with fire and pour it out and produce a change right here on earth. Let your power be manifested more than ever before. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the service. It was great having you with us. Please continue to stay connected with one another. Stay connected with us via our social media. And we would love to hear from you. God bless and bye-bye.